Welcome to Practical Magic Musings, the podcast where you get rituals and wisdom to help you live your most magical life. I'm your host, Cassandra Bodzak, and today's episode is coming straight after a juicy meditation where I was thinking about manifestation blind spots. And I don't know why this came up for me today, but I wanted to hop on the mic and talk about it with you guys because I see it with so many of my friends and my practical magic trainees and my clients, right? We all have a manifestation blind spot. And this is the area where you you just can't seem to get it flowing. You might have these other areas in your life that just flow, they work, they naturally, you naturally manifest things to them. And this one area always seems to like be stuck. It's probably the area that you're most focused on, right? And so what came up for me during my meditation was how our focus on this area is actually backfiring on us. How the fact that we're putting so much energy into this quote-unquote difficult area, we are not allowing it the space to have ease and flow and abundance in it. We're not allowing it to be as easy as the other areas because we are adding that resistance ourselves with all the things that we're trying to do to make it flow. Um, And, you know, I think this happens a lot for people, especially around money. People can get so focused um, on money that they they forget some of the most obvious things around money, right? They not only stop the flow of inspiration around money, but they've kind of committed themselves unknowingly to being broke. And they keep on speaking that brokenness into existence. They keep on telling people, I can't afford this, or this is my financial situation, using their financial situation to get out of responsibilities, um, they use their financial situation, you know, and, and you might be saying, oh, but it's not like a good thing. It's the truth. Yes, maybe. But if you keep on talking about it that way, it will keep on being the truth and it's the truth you don't want, right? So same thing goes, um, around, let's say dating and love, right? If you're always talking about how, and I've seen this with my girlfriends too, You're always talking about how you're single and you're always talking about how hard it is to find someone, right? You're perpetuating that truth and you're blocking any manifestation in that area. So I think the most common ones are probably love and money, but you can apply this, what I'm about to talk to, to anything in your life. And so the the kind of practical magic formula to unlock this blind spot for manifestation for you is to do like to do the practical magic around it, put it in place, and then look elsewhere. Focus on other things. So for instance, if you're struggling with money, you want to handle the practical and the magical of it, and then you want to look elsewhere. So for instance, the practical part of it is, do you have a job right now? And this is something that comes up time and time again for me in the spiritual community. And Marianne Williamson said it best. There's nothing spiritual about not paying your bills. You don't 
have to have your dream job right away, but you have to have a job to to function in this world, right? And you're actually way more productive to society, way more productive in the pursuit of your dreams when you have cash flow. So if you know you're really working on manifesting abundance and you're not making any money in your business yet, then you might want to look for a part-time job. You might want to look for a consulting gig. You might want to look for something that's going to get some cash flow happening in the meantime so that you're feeling that abundance, you're feeling that support, so that you're not thinking about it so much, so that you can think about the business and everything else in your life from a creative point of view and not from the point of view of like, I need to manifest more money or I need to figure out how to make money with this, right? Because once again, we put so much pressure on it, it's almost like we're blocking that hallway. And so, you know, whether that is, you know, and there's a lot of people that have abundance blocks that don't actually have a real abundance problem, right? They might have a ton of money in savings. They might already have a job. They might um, have a situation where they're, they live with a spouse that provides for them, right? But they still have the energetic money block, right? They're not making money in their own business. They're not attracting money. They feel in lack, they feel poor, they feel broke, right? And that is still a money problem, even if it's not a physical manifestation of the money problem, because we want to heal on the spiritual level as well on the practical level. So the first thing is to get your money situation straight in the earthly way. So whether that is, that could be as simple as a practice of acknowledging and let's say maybe it's having gratitude for the fact that you have an amazing savings right now and you're supported and you can comfortably live on your savings for the next six months, right? Maybe it's getting into gratitude for the fact that you have a spouse that's taking care of things so you can, you know, start your business. Maybe it's getting into gratitude for the job you have right now that you don't like, for the waitressing job or the office job or whatever side hustle you got going right now to help you pay the rent, being in gratitude for that, feeling the abundance pouring in from any of those avenues so that you are not in that state of of crisis. You're not in that state of energetically keeping your focus on lack. And, you know, again, to extend that. And then if you're in a situation where you're not bringing any money in and you're putting all that pressure on your business, well, I get way more in depth into this and spread your light, but you can't, like you can't expect if, if you plant one tomato tree and you're expecting that to feed you for the whole summer, you know, that's a lot of pressure to put on that one tomato tree. And then you're hovering over the tomato tree every day and now you're like micromanaging the tomato tree and like overwatering it. And, you know, it's when it becomes a mess, you know, when you, when you plant a whole garden and you're like, hey, I'm going to get as much as I get about the garden and, and I'll get the rest from the farmer's market, right? You give the garden a chance to thrive. You give it some space. You water it when you need to water it. You weed it when you need to weed it, weed it but you're not overly focusing on it and harming it, right? And so the same thing goes for our finances. Now on the, so on, let's talk about that for love, right? So if you're in that space of saying, oh, there's no good people out there, there's no, um, you know, it's so hard to find someone in LA or New York or whatever you live, right? Then maybe it's getting on the dating apps. Maybe it's, 
you know, and I know when I when I say that to people, people are always like, oh, but I don't want to. I want to meet my person in person or whatever. It's like it's the same thing with the people that like don't want to get a part time job. Get over it. Get over it. That's the spiritual answer. <laughs> get over it. Like get over it. Like we need to be less attached to the means of getting there and more excited about the place we want to go. If you want an amazing partnership, don't be too good to go on an online dating web website or app or whatever it is if that is one one avenue that could possibly lead there. Don't be too good to go to the singles mixer or to go out with that friend of your friend's boyfriend or whatever. If this is something that you want, you have to open all the possibilities to doing it and to being in the flow of abundance and even if you go on Bumble or whatever it is and go on 25 dates and none of them are your guy or your girl, then at least you're now in the flow of abundance and the fact that there are all of these people out there that you can meet and you never know when that person's going to be your person, right? Same thing for getting that part-time job. If you're trying to start your thing and maybe you're babysitting on the side, maybe you're working at a pizza place, maybe you're an assistant, whatever you're doing on the side, you know, now your mind is tuning into the different possibilities for financial abundance, the different creative ways you can bring money in. And that energy, maybe not in specific as to exactly what you want, is getting you so much closer so much closer on the vibrational spectrum, on the manifestation spectrum, than if you stay on your side of the fence, on your high horse, and suffer. If you're like, there's nobody out there, but I'm not putting myself out there at all. But I'm not even going on a a date a week. If you say that you want to find a partner and you're not going on at least one date a week, if you're not putting yourself out there in a new circle, social situation at least once a week to try to meet someone, you don't really want a partner. You're not doing the practical part of the practical magic to manifest it. Same thing with money. If you say you want financial abundance, but you're not willing to do anything except the one thing that you want to do, you don't really want financial abundance. I'm not saying this means give up on your dreams or give up on your dream partner or give up on the, you know, the magical coffee shop meeting that you've always seen or that you being the New York Times bestselling author. Absolutely not. Hold on to your dreams. Hold on to your vision. But you will release so much resistance when you allow for creative possibilities to help get you closer on the feeling spectrum to what that feels like. Before I met my partner, I was going on a bunch of dates. I never felt lack around men. I never felt lack around romance. I mean, I, I, I just didn't because I was always open. I met so many men in person, so many men at the farmer's market at different events through friends of friends. And I also met guys online. And I never thought, like it was never an either or, they both contributed to the abundance. In fact, I think some of the the going online and meeting people that way actually helped me meet more people in person as well because I was consistently tuned into the vibration of abundance around love and men. Similarly with financial abundance. You know, 
it's so important. And, you know, I had a time in my journey, you know, when I was starting my business, I was working five other jobs just so I wouldn't put the pressure on my business to generate clients. And that first like couple years of me getting health coaching clients, I think went so much better for me than a lot of people that, you know, went to IIN with me or a lot of people that I knew that were trying to start health coaching businesses because I did not put all of my eggs in that basket. I put all of my energy and my heart and my creativity into my blog, into sharing what I, I knew, but I had a waitressing job, but I did a consulting gig, but I was selling my vegan cupcakes. I had all different revenue streams to get by so that it was never when I was on a consultation call with a client, me thinking, freak, I need this client to say yes to pay my rent because what? Because what, what energy is that? And people feel our energy, jobs feel our energy, everything is energy. So we need to release the lack. And you always have the power to release the lack in that blind spot, right? And, and so, you know, for instance, if you're having trouble manifesting things around your body, around radiant health, around feeling more fit, Right, the practical is is instituting something that you know is good for you. Right? Doing something a day that you know is good for you. So maybe it's a daily yoga practice. Maybe it's finally giving up gluten because you know it inflames you. Maybe it's getting on a really great supplement routine. Um, maybe it's getting hiring a personal trainer. Or it's it's giving up dairy or it's not having, you know, only having dessert three times a week or whatever it is, right? But committing to something, committing to something, because sometimes similarly, just like in the other examples, we want to wait until we, you know, are going to eat like Giselle Bunchen does or Tom Brady or whatever. We want to wait until we're, you know, this perfect, we, we have all the stars aligned and we can, you know, eat vegan and gluten-free and work out twice a day and, you know, do all this crazy stuff, right? And, and that's great. That's a great, you should hold that vision if that's your vision. But what's one thing you can do today to get yourself out of the fact that, wow, I'm so far from that vision and do that one thing. Okay, well, maybe I'm not all the way there, but I've eliminated dairy and gluten and I'm feeling better and that's my commitment to my health. And now you're building momentum, right? All of these things are about building momentum in the right direction. And when we build that momentum in our blind spot, we allow for a shift around it, right? So the practical almost gives way to the magical because when we're doing the practical, we're releasing a lot of the lack energy that is blocking that blind spot from manifesting. So the magical can also be, and I think, again, the magical needs to be done in a, in a container, right? To be say, okay, so I'm going to look at this once and for all. I'm going to look at what are my limiting beliefs around this? What do I need to release around this? And then we need to drop it. We need to drop it for a bit because so many of us get so obsessed with that process that we're continually focusing on how that thing isn't working and we're not focusing on. So I would say, you know, give yourself a timeline. Maybe it's 30 days. Maybe it's two weeks. Maybe it's a whole weekend where you go and you do the work and you look at the limiting beliefs around that area that's your manifestation blind spot 
and you tap it out. You use your EFT. You do a releasing ritual. You do whatever you want to do to move that energy through you, to acknowledge what's going on and then move it through you. And then, and then you drop it and you look someplace else. So you have your, maybe you have your part-time job going and you're committed to doing a couple of things a week, specific things for your business that are going to help you get it into better shape. And you've done your magical and you see that your limiting beliefs and what's blocked you and you've done some work around that. And even if you want, you can have a daily ritual of doing, you know, some tapping around it or doing a little meditation to connect you to the truth around the situation, right? But then focus your energy on other things. You know, the when I when I was dating, you know, I was dating and there would always be like a fun, loose energy around it. And then my focus would probably be more on my friendships and on my work, you know. And then again, I see, you know, some of my girlfriends that are, you know, clients that allow the dating to be the the sole focus and center point, right? Which puts way too much pressure on it, which can block up the flow of manifestation. Same thing with business and money. Actually, I feel like people put more more focus on the money than the business. And my partner is actually a great example of this. I was thinking about that this morning as well, where so he's a neurosurgeon and um and obviously, you know, he he makes money doing what he does. And the amount of money he makes is dependent on the amount of clients he has and the amount of surgeries he does. And, and it's not like a, a set salary, like a, a typical job. But the thing that I've noticed about him the whole time I've known him is that his focus is never on financial goals. He is a good steward of his money. He you know, he takes care of his bills and, you know, make sure he's getting the correct amount and he's, you know, he's being charged for the correct amount and his credit cards and all of that stuff. But when his, his focus is all about how can I be the best surgeon possible? How can I give people incredible results with their surgeries so much so that they can't help but, but share it with people in their lives because they want to make sure that their friends and family and people in their community are in good hands as well? How can I be the best hands possible for someone to fall into when they have some of these you know severe spinal cord conditions or deformities or whatever it is, right, that lead them into his office? Um, and how can I make sure that the people that want that or that not want, I don't know if anybody ever wants to see him, so to speak, but that need him, that he could greatly help know that he exists and communicate with them effectively on, you know, how, how different things he can do to help, can help them. And it's a great lesson, actually, that I think a lot of spiritual business owners could benefit from. Because I think we start our businesses with that intention in mind. We start our businesses thinking, how many people can we help and how can we help them and how can we give them the best results? And then when we don't have that extra financial support, and I think this extends extends beyond spiritual businesses, right? This goes to a lot of businesses in general, right? When you're running your own business where money is a very real thing. And so you're focusing more on can I pay my bills than am I giving my clients incredible results, 
Am I being the best practitioner possible? Am I being an expert in my field? And so again, just shifting the focus, just the two millimeters off of the financial gain that comes from having a certain amount of clients or comes from being a certain level in your field into how can I actually embody the person that would get paid that much or that would have that wait list of clients or that would have that high demand on their products, right? How can I make sure what I'm delivering is the best? And that's a completely different focus, right? So you're not focusing on the, I need 10 clients to make this much so I can pay my rent this month, right? You're focusing on, okay, what do I need to do this month to improve my services? What do I need to do this month to, you know, communicate more about members to members in my community, uh, both online and in person about my services, right? It shifts, it shifts, it shifts, it shifts. And the same thing even um, around the love thing, right? Instead of, instead of saying, oh, like, you know, is this person, you know, going to be the best partner for me? Thinking about, okay, well, what can I do to become the best partner now? I remember when I first wrote my manifestation list for my husband of all the qualities I wanted him to have, I took a good hard look at it and I said, all right, well, how can I be the kind of partner that that partner would 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 want to be with, right? And I took a good honest look at myself. And I think, you know, that's when we think about manifestation in that way of, okay, we want this thing. Well, how can I rise up to be to be it? right? How can I rise up to meet it? Because I think in those in those instances, we have some ahas about the ways that we are putting so much of our focus, right? We're putting so much of our focus on getting, you know, 10 clients that we're not nourishing the two that we have. Oh, I see that all the time, right? Where you're so focused on clients that are so focused on attracting more clients that they're practically ignoring the clients that they have. Or they're so focused on getting more sales that they're not nourishing the people that already bought from them, you know, Um, or they, you know, they're, they're not worrying about the level of efficacy of their course. They're more focused on how many people they can sell it to. And so that's a big reality check around that one specifically. And then also around the loved one, it's really asking yourself, how can I be more of an energetic match to this situation? So I just wanted to pop on here and give you that little download. I hope that you had an aha. I hope that maybe whatever area you're thinking of with this, that you're like, that's been a real blind spot for me. I hope that you dedicate some time today or tomorrow to look into it, see what are the practical things that you can do right now to alleviate the lack energy you have in that area because if it's a blind spot, you have lack energy in it. And how can you open that door and get the flow going yourself, even if it's not ideal, even if it's not exactly what you want, right? How can you get yourself into the flow of energy around that spot? And then take a look at what the, what are the energetic things that are holding you back, both in your belief systems and your action systems, and see how you can become a closer match for that. And then stop focusing on it so much. Allow your daily actions that you're doing, showing up as a match for it, being open to it, to chug along 
and consciously shift your attention elsewhere. Pick something else in your life, right? If you're trying to, if you're trying to manifest something, um, you know, around love, maybe it's focusing on work. If you're trying to manifest something around work, maybe it's focusing on your fitness or your health or your family or enriching your friend connections, right? There are so many different things in life that we can focus on, but if you focus on an area that you don't have as much of a block on, it allows you to kind of give that area that is your blind spot some space and and get it moving if you are doing those practical things. So I hope this gave you a little love nudge in an area that perhaps you needed it. Um, And I would love to hear your feedback, of course. Um, Shoot me a DM on Instagram. Leave me a review on iTunes um, or comment on YouTube. I would love to chat with you. And I always love your feedback for future episodes. So I hope you have a wonderful, magical day.